always good to not have cancer? The reason the guy is so pale is because he wears a lot of sunscreen. I'm sorry, I brought it back. Um, Man, they're fucking obsessed. Fuck this guy. He wears a lot of sunscreen? This guy sounds like a clown. I'm just going to go harder and harder anti-Brian Johnson the more you bring him up. I love it. Why is, why is Leo? What happened with Leo? What's the story? I don't know, man. He He's a busy guy. His girlfriend just moved in. He doesn't have time to Alex Jones anymore, in his words. And I tried to contact him for tonight, but he didn't respond. Oh, no. It's a hard pivot. Leo... Leo is in Chicago in the middle of the winter, so he gets a pass. Can we send him off? Should we sell, tell him a message if he ever hears this? He's never going to listen to this. I miss you. I miss you, Leo. I hope you know. I can never replace you. I will always try my best to live up to your great name. <laughs> you will live up to it. You, you, he inspired you. You have like the same views the name warden means warden of the gates of the spirit of leo wow i love it now this podcast has a real lore i was born to safeguard this precious soul that is slowly pushed out of alex jones town <laughs> Precious soul. He'll be fine. He's got his wifey. Hello. Hi. Hello, world. You look sun. Unsoaked. <laughs> Interesting. You look black and white. I have my phone in black and white so that the pixels aren't too tantalizing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's my new thing. I'm going to live my life in black and white. Waking up at 5 a.m. every morning because that's what I do. Meditating, exercising because that's what I do. Not smoking because that's, that's not what I do. Black and white. Yeah, I just made, I literally, the reason I didn't answer your call is I was deep in the middle of a, of a black and white do-don't for 2024. It's, uh, this, this is what I, what I came up with here. It's, uh, do's and don'ts. You, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I feel similarly. Don't drink alcohol. No alcohol for 2024. Yeah. Or in sync, except I had a beer. With some baby steps. Baby. <laughs> just yeah. Stepping, uh... Yes, baby steps are the name of the game. Tonight I tell had... Me, tell me more about... Go ahead, sorry. You're good. Um, tonight I had a beer. Tonight, I saw a friend in town and went to his house for just a smidgen, a morsel of cannabis. Not enough for my tapped out receptors to properly feel, but maybe reduce the stress a little. And then 
tobacco is the last monkey on the back. So I've only ever wanted to do one thing and one thing only on this podcast, and that is take the last smoke. So this is the last tobacco. And then we're black and white 2024. We're going. Oh, boy. So that's the plan. I sent a happy 2024 text to the one who got away so that she can not respond and I can realize for sure it's time to move on. And then I'll just move on and be great. I sent two of those also to people that I went on a date with and uh, have not received a response. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a great excuse. I didn't really want to do it as an excuse, but we haven't talked in 10 days and I'm just, yeah, seeing if there's anything, anything left, any guess. Well, I'm glad that we responded to each other. <laughs> yeah, man, you have saved, you've saved consciousness porn. We're ringing in the new year, not with Leo, but I trust you will carry forward all his positions, pro metaverse, pro matrix, etc. And you have saved this podcast. Happy New Year. Those are those are big shoes to fill. Are we rolling? Yeah, always rolling. Nice. Can you do do you mind sharing what else is on your your do don't list? Your black and white? I didn't make no a gray. list. Maybe I can make a list right now. I wake up at five AM every morning. I do yoga. I meditate. I create a docuseries. I create a new earth, I lie in the sun, I meditate, and I don't smoke. That's Ryman. Nice. Does smoking include all forms of smokery? Mm. Is there one in particular that you're more interested in ridding yourself of? That's an interesting question. Um, Definitely both. I mean, I need a break from all forms of smoking, from tobacco and from cannabis. If I could only get rid of one, probably cannabis. It's tricky because tobacco will kill me faster, but cannabis will stop me from living my life. So tobacco only would mean probably like still some greatness, just cut short. Uh, But cannabis only, or cannabis in general, I just don't feel the gusto, the gusto. That's weird how I used to, I would have just said gusto without thinking about it, but now I feel I need to say gusto. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with cannabis, I don't feel that for life. And that's a very essential problem. Yeah, dude. I feel, um, I'm sorry uh, to bring Brian Johnson up so quickly, but I feel like this ties into his thesis about he thinks that death is accepted in society broadly, including in religion, where you have the concept of the afterlife to like make yourself feel okay about death. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, it resonates with me personally, this idea, because I don't really feel like I need to do anything particularly great in my life, but that's because I kind of accept death. And his whole thing is like, if you start from the principle, don't die, 
and like maybe medical science can allow us to live extremely long or like maybe AI will come and like let us live forever or long, long much longer than today whether that's in a digital universe or the physical one like that flips everything on its head and like if you were to live really really long then if you don't live like your glorious life what you're talking about with you know weed inhibits you from attaining then it's like really sad as opposed to like if you're okay with dying and you're yeah i don't know i'm sorry i lost my train of thought yeah it's all right you would think you're the stoner i'm a little bit i just took some melatonin like uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man we might have our first live sleep on the podcast we almost got there with your nap yeah good to see you too i also don't have headphones in i was gonna put them on but they're so tangled yeah i don't have headphones so we're in solidarity shitty audio quality no standards <laughs> oh my god this is perfect this is what i need i was gonna try to nap but we'll see how it goes that's why it might i might cut it short if i'm like dying because i just didn't sleep yeah man cut it short we can um uh, no, your, your voice is so soothing and i enjoy like my I voice say, yeah i no, have no voice left and it's hard for me to sleep in the middle of the day so like i'm gonna try but this is just this is perfect <laughs> yeah you seem pretty hyped you don't seem like sleep vibes it's, it's been a while since I see you. I can't. I it's like can't a slumber party. Either. The slumber party where you where you don't sleep. Did you ever do that as a kid? Yeah, of course. Has Seattle? How has Seattle been? Um, good man. Do you want to talk? I mean, I, I can tell you all about it, but. I mean, what, where, we can talk about anything. Many things. I have questions about the podcast. Like you, like the audio quality. Like, how are you still doing this? Dedication. Dedication. Like, I love it. I mean, I you know, I love publishing things. I like the practice of, I don't know, <laughs> shipping shit. But like, the audio quality. Like, what it, you're like recording your life anonymously. Like what is going yeah. on? I mean, <laughs> if that creative spark, my theory is just do it however it needs to be done. And then if that creative spark comes, then you can always focus on quality later. And it might. It's Things are shaking up. I might be hosting it with, I don't know if he wants to use a fake name or what, but New Zealand friend who you met for like five seconds. I might oh, be doing yeah. it with him more now and not Leo. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think this is like your most consistent project right <laughs> that's not good that's no but it's, it's really cool like because like even in the absence <laughs> of other things or like in tough times like this is stable enough that you fall back to it and like i appreciate that you record me like i think it's weird sometimes and i'm like not ready for it <laughs> but i do think it's cool so i i'm rooting for you man it's fun. Thanks. I think it'll be fun to look back on this in 10 years. And that's probably rare. Like, 
the main benefit of it, but also it does keep like the creative creating juices going somehow. Is this weird if I'm just blindfolding myself in front of you? It's only weird if you make it. I feel like you're kind of trying to make it weird a little bit. No, I'm just trying to figure out how to effectively connect and be calm and like soothing sleep zone. Okay. So the goal is for this recording to be a lullaby and for you to get to nap status. I can turn off my camera. But I like you. it's good. It's good to have you here. I'm just going to I'm just going to close my eyes. Let me therapy couch. Cool. What are we therapizing? Well, the reason I'm tired and I want to hear your lady stories is I went to an event yesterday for singles uh singles comedy show where they like roast they like the comedians come for segments and they present people that they're like pre-selected uh have slideshow and they're just like here's all this person's red flags sexy huh (laughs) and they're like and then they're like hey you in the crowd like you think this guy's hot (laughs) uh so they're just like putting people on the spot yeah, and then there's a live speed date section. Is this where, put on by Shuffle? No, it's a comedy club. And there's just like one of the comedians organizes this like, I don't know what it's called. Fun and flirty. Fun and flirty. But I was selected. I went as uh, <laughs> oh, one of the crowd members who did a live speed date in front of like 200 people. And the comedians gave a scenario. It was kind of improv It was like, you're in a bowling alley. It's burning down. What do you do? <laughs> so this is like a real date though? At the end, they're like, yeah, like, will you see each other again? And then they, they sponsor. If you go out, they'll pay for your dinner. How was the, the girl? Did you get a yes? She was attractive. She had just moved to Seattle. I totally failed the alpha male energy test. So every time... They said something like, they're like, it's burning down. The bowling alley is on fire. You see this girl. <laughs> and she's like, help. <laughs> and then I was like, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, in front of all these people, I'm just like, I just said, are you okay? Or like, it's going to be all right. It was stupid. And, and they're like, later, everyone after the show is like, oh, you're that guy that was on stage. Man, that was tough. So they're very supportive. <laughs> They're telling everyone was telling me like you fucked up like you should have said I'm gonna fucking save you let's like you know take her in your arms <laughs> like fuck her it's like I don't know it was very like weird uh, because the previous people had all emphasized in all these other like skits like guys who ask questions are like uh, guys and so then. And then I was like asking all these questions live. The comedian came up to me. He's like, man, everyone was just like, why is this guy asking so many questions? <laughs> like, That's literally what you just said. It was like a good, it was very, it was very interesting. The public dynamic. So at the end she said, yes. And, oh, I, wow. and, and I had said no, because <laughs> I said, no, we simultaneously, they get like three, two, one. And she goes, yes. And I said, no, because I thought she was going to say no. I thought, because they asked the question, the way they asked it, this was me being an idiot and not doing the stage thing, which I learned. Wow, man, you got to keep it real. 
But they said the question was well, first first of all, they, they had this scenario. They're like, okay, what do you do after the bowling alley? And I was like, you want to get ice cream? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, now like you did the ice cream, like let's move it forward, you know, like what's your line? Like, how do you make the move? <laughs> and I said something stupid and um, she's like, yeah, you can just call me an Uber home. And I was like, oh, okay, rejected. <laughs> I thought, and then they're like, so will you see each other again? And I was like, in this play scenario, sounds like not. So I said no. And she said yes. <laughs> so, oh. like, so then she left. Like we didn't, I oh. looked for her after the show to get her number and like say oh. hi. Yeah. And she just wasn't around. Damn, you missed your chance. You got I sucked into that. a prisoner's dilemma instead of giving love a chance. Well, there's so many lessons learned here. Okay, always say yes. Be a fucking alpha male when you're on stage. <laughs> well, because the, the comedian guy, there are two, two hosts. And the guy told me afterwards at a bar, which, so afterwards people hang out. And I was just looking for this girl. And there was like, I didn't feel like there was many people. And I was like, okay, I guess it's time to go home. Like, that sucks. Like, this girl left. Then this other girl across the room was, like, pointing at me. <laughs> and so I, like, came over and said hi. And she was actually really cute. And uh, we ended up hanging out for, like, I don't know how many hours. But we went to, like, some after party with the comedians as the people vacated this comedy club. We went to some other bar. And it was great. So I met uh, this girl. Her name is... Can I say it on this? Alyssa? Uh, I don't know. I, if it's a common name or fake yeah, name. Yeah, Alyssa. Her name's Alyssa. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. But yeah, <laughs> we, I think we're probably going to have some dates. A date? At least a follow-up? Cool. So I got a date, but it wasn't the way it was expected. It seems like you've been having a pretty steady stream for months. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's been good. That's great. Happy for you. Well, it's hard. I mean, being in Seattle like the last month, I've gone on like zero dates. There's been uh-huh. no matches on any of the apps. Literally uh-huh. just like today and yesterday was the first time. So I think improv comedy, like the crowd and the vibe there was what I have not found in Seattle. Cause I've just gone to like poker meetups and like chess meetups. And I went to a writer's meetup this Wednesday writers club. At this oh, cafe. Cool. How was that? Like old kind of people that are, I don't know. I mean, they're not old. They're just older than me. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. I went to a workshop, a writing workshop once that was like trended older. I don't know. I think it's like a, it depends on what you're doing, but it's often a solo endeavor. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's also kind of, I don't want to say amateur, but like we're all amateurs, right? Until you do something. And then the people that like do, like, so I didn't find it like the most inspiring, but it's it's a good environment. The people are nice. Like I'm going to keep going and. That's kind of how I feel about Vilcabamba. People are not very inspiring, but they're nice and it's a good, good place. Yeah, so I'm kind of battling with that with Seattle because 
some days I'm like, man, I should move to California. It's like warmer and I know equally few people. <laughs> I have to start <laughs> over in a community. And But I think you just got to commit and invest and like sit with the lack of social connection for a long time before it grows. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wherever your place is. California, you know some people from living there, right? Yeah, my sister's there. Like, there's all these external reasons. But the other day, like Christmas or maybe the 26th? Yeah, I was walking around Seattle. And then yesterday, like with this thing, I had positive vibes. I could see myself like staying here for, I don't know. It's impulsively like wanting to go to somewhere else and then trying to give it time and... I'm sure that you you know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I I think I've only the last few months have I not questioned every day, like, should I just abandon Gogobamba? I'm finally kind of committed here. For better or worse, and as far as women go, for worse. So tell me your foibles. Nothing to tell. I don't want to even give this too much space. But you know, you never, we never talked about. I just saw a picture and like some messages, and then I, you, I got the up and down of the saga. But like, uh, are you are you willing to share more about like how you actually met? Yeah, Spanish class. I was having Spanish class, and she walked in. She recognized me from Survivor, but we never talked about Survivor. So she was like, "You're Spencer." I'm like, "Uh, Ryman." She's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Uh, yeah, Spencer Ryman. Ryman's my middle name." And then got her number from Spanish teacher and had coffee and had a hike and spent some hours together. I was feeling pretty great about it. And then the door closed and opened ish and closed and it's closed. Did you just have kind of platonic date interactions or? Yeah. Like, uh, hold on, I need to be a little higher for this conversation or probably I won't be able to have this conversation either way, but we don't have to, I'm going to get to talk about it. Yeah. Um, are you smoking? Oh, nice. I did have like a, I don't know. I just don't think I can do the casual short term things. It's, it's hard for me to do those at least. Maybe I just need to get into the Vilcabamba orgies, but I don't really want to. Oh, man. I think that's the... That's a part of you that's probably the emotional... Some emotional maturity part of, like... Yeah, you're actually down for the connection. <laughs> some In the comedy thing yesterday, someone said... Uh, God, what'd they say? It's like, I used to want a thick ass but now i'm too old for that and i just want someone cool to hang out with yeah i think it's that it's wanting companionship but it's exacerbated by being in a retirement village oh but the fact that you've moved on like i'm still like i want companionship but i'm also down to fuck no i mean i don't know i am and i'm not like i had one experience where we just had sex and we hung out twice and then that was it. And I just felt terrible. Right. Well, it is uh, terrible if you think about it too much. 
<laughs> if you just kind of, you know, block it out and deaden your emotional self and you go to the to the brothel. <laughs> like you've rejected like I think you have a very strong uh I don't know if it's just being sensitive, but I, I would say it's like emotional maturity and like a a view of human relationships that you hold. Thanks. I don't know. I think I can go too far. I think I could become a little more like a little less emotionally involved, a lot less emotionally involved. Like the degree to which I got emotionally involved in a week was just nonsense. Hmm. Interesting. Although it was like, a, I don't know. It was like, it felt deep. And she said she was like, thinking about me a lot i was thinking about her a lot so there was like an energy there but i don't think that's wrong i mean you got to do you you know yeah but that's the point i got to do me and like having all this energy going in a direction of a girl who's not even here is the opposite of doing me i mean it's a painful side effect of uh you could view it either way right like you could view it as something that could be corrected or like moved in a different direction or you could just view it as like Ryman's a passionate guy and he wants to prioritize like a family if it's the right person and so getting excited about someone who seems like they might be the right person is like it's the most important thing in the world yeah very logical very logical thank you I mean if I was like fully focused on dating I would get obsessed and like I would do this two day. The problem I think is though you can't really do that like practically. Like all these dating advice people are like, oh, the best dating advice is like don't try to like date. Like I was talking to these people yesterday. I talked to this guy. He's like, I don't know. He <laughs> he's hilarious. This Indian guy. <laughs> he was wearing like a top hat. <laughs> I was like, are you single? Like what are you doing here? He sat like right next to me too, and I was like. <laughs> I was about to like go find a woman to invite to the, I had like a front row seat and no one was sitting there. People thought it was like reserved. But then this Indian dude with a top hat just like plops down next to me, like legs touching. And I'm like, Oh, hello. <laughs> Glad I could have you as my companion for this single night. <laughs> Later, he asked me to wingman with him. It was amazing. But he was like, I was like, sorry, are you from Seattle or whatever? He's like, I've lived here for eight years. It's like, how's the dating? Or like, how'd you hear about this like thing? Are you single? Whatever. And we talked about his dating life. And he's like, the way he was talking, it was like, yeah, like December is usually a pretty low month for me. But like this year, it's going pretty well. And I was like, what do you mean a low month? Like, he probably keeps stats. He probably has an Excel sheet at home that he looks at. It was out. really confusing. <laughs> And he was clearly like, but then I was like, what's your strategy? You know, like, tell me, teach me your ways. And he's like, there is no strategy. You just have to live in the moment and like, you know, and I was like, yes, like that is the correct thing. But then I was like, do you use apps? Like, tell me more about like, where do you meet people? Do you, what kind of events do you go to? Like, he just manifests them. So, and then he broke it down. He's like, oh yeah, you got to like, just like how you can have multiple sources of income for a job, you got to have multiple sources of, and I was like, okay, that's a strategy. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but it's, it's, that's paradoxical, right? Like 
back to you, like the focus on a on a person can Yeah, I don't know. Being clean like it's that mask it's the it's the public alpha male thing. Like if you're too sensitive or like too emotionally vulnerable, it becomes unattractive. Even yeah, though I think a lot of it's neediness. Like and in neediness there is vulnerability. So when this girl was here, I felt a little bit like in, I don't remember what movie it was, Toy Story, where there's like the claw and all the little, you know, furry things trying to get out. Yeah. I felt like all the guys in Vilcabamba were that, like, choose me. Because it's I'll just, it. you know, there's people, everyone knows everyone here and new people are rare. So it's hard to avoid the neediness inherent in where I live. Yeah, so she got swarmed by the masculine energy. Yeah, she just yeah. got enveloped. And then she was like, please don't make any moves, which I thought was a good sign. Like, she didn't want me to disqualify myself, maybe. But she was just, like, overwhelmed. Sounds like she wasn't ready. Yeah, for sure. And she was honest about that. That sucks, though. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And there were mixed messages, which was annoying because, like, she wasn't ready. That's the conclusion. And that was even how it seemed in the beginning. But then there were many things said that suggested she was, you know, had a mind to to build something. So, so it was understandable why, like, I think she was just sort of like erratic, like different moods, very different messages. Yeah. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Because my like audio bar is so tiny. Yeah, it is. I just turned the volume up to hear you better. Is is the mic? Am I like hiding it by putting the laptop on my? Maybe. I mean, I can always just do gain. I hear you, and this audio sucks regardless. So, let me see if I can. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, as long as you hear me. Um. Okay. So. We've learned, uh, don't be, don't be needy, wait longer to see if they are stable people <laughs> and ready and just uh, don't attach as, dude, it's hard. I mean, don't attach. Wait. Unattached. <laughs> Women are also like too nice. Like they give. There's this uh, a lot of guys email us being like, "This girl like told me she was gonna match with me. Are you sure that your system didn't have an error?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> she submitted matches for other people and not you, <laughs> so. <coughs> but yeah, you fail and you live and you learn. Huh. So are you like torn up still or are you? Um, I, it's been like a slow burn. I wouldn't say I was ever totally torn up. But uh, yeah, smoking is the main issue now. Family visiting was a lot. Ayahuasca was a lot. Oh man, what'd you, where'd you 
ayahuasca. With the family around here. Whoa. Yeah, it was something. Probably wouldn't repeat that experience. But but it was fine. It was uh, it was bonding, throwing up together, I guess. Did you bond like before and after? Ryman, Judy, oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait. No, that's actually good cuz you didn't get her name right and that's the that's the goal, so. I also just said your uh, said my name already. I know we fucked it up. I just realized. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really care about my name. I don't. We didn't say yours, so it's fine. Thanks, buddy. I mean, no one listens to this. We got your your we got sibling an email offering sponsorship from Magic Mind, the energy drink, and yep. I replied and I was like, "Hey, I've actually bought Magic Mind. It's a good product." I don't think you probably want to partner with our podcast though. And then they replied like after a review, your, your content is not one we are, will offer like sponsorship to. That's silly. Their automated marketing. Yeah. Boilerplate. I hate those. I respond like in scathing. I either delete or, and block and like actually just block. Or I reply very angrily in like paragraphs about how stupid their marketing efforts are by doing boilerplate. And then I delete and block. And I say, you will never be able to contact me again. You've lost your privileges. And I tell them all of my anger and hatred. Amazing. There's a lot of angry. If, if someone compiled all the things that I've said, that would be crazy. Maybe you just need to get on social media. You have all this pent up online hatred. You're not on social media, right? No. That's just a bold move. I like it. But maybe you should get on and invent some of this. Put it on X. No, it's on my blog. I mean, I, I there's a blog about like uh, air, airplane uh, dumb policies. Wait, but let's uh, tell me more about Ryman. How do you feel about the smoking that is occurring? <laughs> um, I feel like every moment is perfect and contains the necessary lessons for our growth. Okay. But shitty. What? Shitty. Yeah. Is the... It, did your sister's relationship? I, I didn't catch the mom sister. What's the evolution of your relationships with this visit? Oh, yeah, we got closer. Um, did a lot of things. Saw it was her first time, right? What? In Ecuador. What? First time in Ecuador for her, right? Yeah, for for my sister. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. She wants to come back. She wants to come just her for like three weeks, maybe. Sick. Yeah, I think that would be great. What were the highs and what was the high and low point of your time together with your family? The low point was after ayahuasca. I didn't sleep at all. And then was like we they wanted to go to the saturday organic market so we went there and i was just you know sleeplessly wandering and getting a agua de coco 
And then, yeah, that's when I started smoking, just feeling that terrible. I was clean for a while. So that was low. Um, the high? Probably we took a whole day and hiked the land by Angana. That was pretty great. Nice. Um, also, it was pretty cool to film. I filmed with my family, like their first full day here. That was fun. With Juan. Other name guy. Um, no, he wasn't there that day. It was other name girl. I'll come up with other names. It was other name girl <laughs> and other name guy. I'm sorry, dude. This is what happens when we don't catch up, and then it's a mingled podcast and catch up. Yeah, no, there's just like a ton has happened. It's hard to really catch you up, but I'm not rushing it. Like, there's nothing in particular I feel we need to get to. You can nap at any moment that feels right. I think uh, my soul is being soothed. I feel restful. Okay. <laughs> Jack has been a little neurotic. I really need to get some dog friends for him. Mm. Does he uh, have the capacity to make friends with the dog? Yeah, he's done it plenty of times. It's just too high risk to let him try at any given time. <laughs> oh, no. But he's been running around with other dogs and he's made friends. Did the circle trick work? And haven't had a chance to try it. I would. What does his neurotic uh, behavior look like? Uh, he's just really craving activity, craving, yeah, other dogs. Who do you think's going to be president in a year? Mm. That's a great question. I have no fucking idea. Oh my god, I haven't even. I have not touched. Uh, but but I think um, this Trump people the all in podcast talking about Trump getting banned from Colorado and Maine and these ballots yeah. something yeah, he was never that. never convicted of. There's like the guy tweeting is very different from people like breaking into the Capitol building. So I think it's pretty conclusive at this point, right? That like Jan sixth whatever the incident was like it's not really it's stupid like it shows that the guy's like stupid or i don't know it's but it, but it, the worst part is like according to the people that i listen to who are smarter than me about politics they say this is sh democrats shooting themselves in the foot and this is handing everything to trump in this meaning what? Being an authoritarian left politically based legal, like you can't, you don't do like politically prosecuting someone. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So stupid. Yeah. It's pretty, it's kind of scary. It is. It's authoritarian. It's like <laughs> anti-American. It's like actually anti-American. Yeah. I don't even care. Like, 
doesn't even matter. Like this is like unconstitutional and stupid. But it's so crazy to me that the alternative to that has to be this guy, Trump. Isn't it innocent until proven guilty? But that's the whole thing. It's like he represents the anti-establishment in a very meaningful way. Where yeah. he does these borderline shit because he's not... I mean, he's not the end goal, right? Like, Ideally, out of all of this, the institutions stop being so stupid and, and like woke and left-wing and hyper ideologically progressive <laughs> more conservative and like are you feeling friction with these things more now in seattle seattle's crazy there was like like a joke about pronouns yesterday and yeah it was a very rare moment to have the pronoun joke okay <laughs> it wasn't even a joke it was about like it was one of the candidates, like this red, they were talking about her red flags or whatever. And she, it's like, this girl just moved to Seattle. She uh, made a pronoun joke on her first day and uh, people around her stopped speaking with her. <laughs> Whoops. Man. Yeah, we're in very different worlds now. It's crazy. It's crazy that this is like the zeitgeist. Like this is the collective consciousness of America. It's like this is the outcome. Which is always the case, right? There's always kind of a high level single word defining theme. Like you can't have nuance at a global scale. Mm -hmm. And there's some hope. Okay, so in Seattle... I was in this Uber with a guy who is whatever in his 60s and he was telling me like all about my neighborhood because he's lived here and he was on like the community watch and I was just like very interested in his perspective on like oh you've seen the city evolve and like become a lawless crazy place with you know, <laughs> Seattle had the police like uh, or the anarchy zone oh yeah Chaz, right? I don't know yeah so I was like what is your take on all this and like why is it happening I was thinking of doing a podcast when I was living in Portland called like WTF PDX and just like talk to homeless people and like security guards and like, why is this? Because in Portland, did I tell you this? There's like a security guard outside of a Burgerville. And I was like, does this fast food place get robbed a bunch? Like, why are you here? <laughs> and he's like, nah, just homeless crazies come in and start getting naked in the middle of the restaurant. And I just kind of make sure they don't do that there's no robberies <laughs> it's just but he said the police don't come when they call because they're they all quit and like got defunded and damn so there's only 1500 police officers instead of 7000 for the city of portland oh shit it used to be 7000 and then now there's 7000 private security instead Ooh. of the other way around yikes yeah it's, like, it's the wild west but this uber driver was telling me how seattle's like it's going to get better because people voted out the city council and the new mayor is supposedly like tougher on crime. So I think there is nuance at the local level and people are getting back to practical values. 
but you still have this like people are just very weird like how do people, why are people wearing masks like why do they care about and there's all these recycling signs it's like are the masks coming back like in a meaningful way or just the occasional person just individuals who i want to just be like what are you doing yeah i mean i think that'll probably exist everywhere for a while when there's like vegan there's like black lives matters like signs everywhere compost your shit like people are like a little anal sometimes about like where your compost goes or like Mm -hmm. where your plastic cup i don't know yeah i mean that exists here too People judge pretty hard for like a to-go cup. Plastic. (laughs) Yeah. Aye, 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 my friend. I just ranted. I'm sorry. Tell me, uh, what are your thoughts? What is what's going to happen with the presidential election? No, you're good. I'm like, this is a great chronicle of a U.S. city at this time in the world. So thank I know you. nothing about politics. I like have no idea. I just know that it's stupid sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I would like Vivek or he dropped out, right? He did? I thought I saw something that said that. No Maybe way. not. Hang on. But it seems like Trump Biden is inevitable, which is crazy. And it seems like Trump would win. But I have no idea what's going to happen in a year. I don't know that it's a guarantee that there will be an election. Hmm. What if it's like the, the EU global government comes and, and takes over in 2024? I'm sorry, I'm looking at this uh, Vivek thing. I think he stopped TV ads in protest for some reason. Hmm. What, what What did you say? Sorry, re- repeat the question. Dude, it's really asking a lot of me to remember what I said. <laughs> Something about Europe? Oh, yeah, no. What if, um, what if in 2024, like before the election, a global government steps in? find that highly unlikely what do you mean steps in like there's a crisis another pandemic and they say they have to like take global control in conjunction with certain agencies and what are you talking about the u.s is the global government <laughs> like there's no, <laughs> and that's there's no global- the u.s thanks it's wild i mean we're literally like policing like random conflicts in Ukraine. Yeah, but who's we? Like you're not doing that. It's it's the the, the US as it's controlled by larger entities. Well, it's the military and diplomatic offices of the executive branch. Yeah. Who are part of big control structures. Mm, not really. Bro, the military is all about control. 
but it reports like there's a very clear hierarchy like like the president of the united states can launch the missiles like he's not beholden he's beholden to the citizens and to the law but he's not beholden to like the bilderberg illuminati like there's no there's like the official the official mechanisms are that you relinquish all of these outside things to the extent possible like even trump which people argue like he may or may not have done or whatever but when he took office like he stepped down from his other roles and stuff right yeah it's not perfect obviously but the system is designed so I mean, that like Biden isn't deciding anything I really hope that Joe Biden is not our president. Yeah, but so, it seems like the only alternative is Trump, which is, that would be wild. I think that could be like civil war. But honestly, it would be better. Like, change is necessary. Like, the institutions are decaying. So the worst yeah. thing to do is stagnate and, like, let it happen that way. Yeah. So you're, so, you're all in Trump 2024. I mean, I said post 2016. <laughs> I mean, I left America in disgust, and I was like, "Let me go live in Spain." And but in the long run, like shocks to the system, and also Trump's policies. Like, have you seen how Chicago is in a state of crisis? I've heard from Leo actually. Yes, yeah, so I saw this article maybe yesterday. Like, the governor was pleading for the federal government to like send aid. He's like, "This is an incredibly like." Like we need the federal res- like troops and shit. Wow, damn. Yeah, it's like he's like the governor of Texas is doing something completely unsafe and like it was it was funny because there's a sub line of like I understand there's problems but like this is not the way to deal with it. It's like yeah, fucking propose a better way. Like why is the U.S. allowing people to stream across the border? so crazy and there's this budget thing whatever 100 billion dollars i don't even know anything about this but just from what i'm reading in this news article which is not the opinion of the news article i'm just like picking up on facts and piecing together that 100 billion dollars 10 percent of it goes to the u.s border 90 percent of it goes to israel hamas whatever the fuck it's like that's not my problem, bro. But that is the world order. That's the world police state. Like yeah. because of these old values of like, oh no, like we need to protect democracy everywhere because ultimately it will come back to like harm us if we don't. And it's like, no, that's not really tr- effective or true because the U.S. government is deficit spending <laughs> to oblivion. And so you're harming yourself. This is like, there's no, te- there's no testing. There's no like grounding in reality. There's no feedback loop of effective action at the governmental level. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. You might be high, but I'm like delirious from not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought. Damn. They get away so quick. Interrupt me, man. Tell me. Interrupted you? No, I want you to. I'm talking too much. Oh. Uh, what were you talking about? I had something. 
the government, 10% of, we need to, the borders, the foreign. Uh, and that's the current police state. Yeah, but that's not what ordinary people in the U.S. are, are for. Is it offensive if, if I say ordinary Americans? Why? Why would that be offensive? Because are you really gonna offend? you're not going to offend me. Hay 57 países en las Américas. I think America, like people in Ecuador say America. Like, yeah, I mean, you know the country you're talking about. Right. That is, I don't know. Is that that's just, a woke, that's a woke, uh, stupid, semi, it's a semi, it's a woke mind virus right there. Wow. You have gone like, I feel like I expected you to integrate into the culture of Seattle and you've just like taken a stance totally against it. I feel like you're more anti-woke than ever. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't live there. <laughs> well, I don't find that there's a separation between It's like finding Ecuador annoying though. Like there's stuff in Ecuador that's so yeah. fucking annoying and yeah. it actually yeah. affects my life whereas here the woke stuff like I'm like this is not how it should be but I can live my life unaffected. It affects your mind. I don't know. You you're right. Like infrastructure landslides there are maybe more tangibly annoying things here. Right. Uh, but I think ultimately that's what you got to... For me, and trying to do business in particular, um, the U.S. Is, is just better. But there's a lot of other stuff that I agree can be more or less annoying. And as an American, I find it... Like, that's part of the issue. Like, if I was a foreign person, I would just be, like, objectively more happy. But because I'm American, I'm like, this place should be better. Mm. I was talking to this Indian guy at the at the comedy thing. He's like, yeah, man, America's great. Like, there's a stupid-ass visa process, but, like, <laughs> I'm just going to suffer through it because it's better. What a soldier. And you're just giving up your... Your Ecuador residency visa, right? Not yet. I mean, I could still pay the fine. I might come back in next year. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's part of my impulsive thoughts. There's this girl in Quito that we had a good time before I left. Yeah. I remember the one that you told me about before you left. Yeah, we're still talking. I've talked to her more than you in the last month. Wow. Yeah, you should uh, come back and live in Ecuador for love. Problem with this one is we uh I feel like it will probably always be a dynamic to some extent of me being more just more and her being like lesser. Ooh, wow. In no specificity there? I think this happened with my dad. Like he was, what, eight years older than my mom or something? Like significantly more advanced and in a few ways. And then she was kind of this immigrant, you know, and kind of got locked in. And over time, I think like resentful and it, they weren't aligned and like on the level playing field as much. Mm -hmm. Like she looked up to him and like 
she ended up thinking that he was controlling. And I think I am similar enough that, um, when the outcome speaks for itself. So it's like having a relationship with like these set of dynamics is no bueno. And I think I would probably like, I think I'm, I'm probably need someone very intellectually aligned or like personality wise aligned to be able to get along for an extended period of time. Cause otherwise I'm just gonna like set rules and they will feel boxed in all my rules and needs and neuroses. Fair enough. Todo con paciencia. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to say something. I'm so sorry, dude. Why? Well, I feel like we, we had a wisp of a thought and then they're just too wispy though. It's yeah. It's the, the problem. The, the Bilderberg. It was about the Bilderberg, uh, <laughs> Illuminati agenda, yeah. I just thought that was a funny name, Bilderberg Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in any one day, but I believe in a lot, in many different days, and a lot of fuckery and conspiracy. Because conspiracy is two or more people making a plan. But that's the thing is, I think most of these potential plans with bad outcomes are just incompetence and like incentive alignment yeah which is different like i think there's a different amount of intentionality in like this concept of like a global agenda or like a globe like you know yeah i hear you i mean things do seem coordinated in such a way that there does seem to be something larger than the surface that's the fundamental disagreement that I think also Leo has, which is coordination implies like, I think people are just reactive and dumb. Yeah. That you both are very aligned in that way. But isn't that just true? Isn't what? why is that not your, why is that not the principle that we start with? I mean, the two can coexist. People can be incompetent and controlled. People can be sorry. People can be incompetent and controlled. And controlled, yeah. I mean, you can take like the least nefarious, maybe most generous scenario of the corruption behind the COVID era, and say that it was just like profit, just capitalism run amok. And I mean, yeah. Even then, it's a it's a big problem. Right, but that's that's different. Uh, it's a different view of the causes versus like, what do you mean by controlled? Who's controlled for the COVID? Well, everyone's controlled by money. Mm. The initial response. So this is where I think my theory of like the principle with the COVID response is. Initially, people panic because it's actually an emergency and safety concern, which is like valid. Okay, there's a fucking crazy virus that no one knows anything about. We're blindsided. Um, so like whatever, a few weeks of panic is like fine. <clears throat> and then two weeks. And then I think you just have all these what? Two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, like that, whatever. Like try it. 
Okay. But then don't like just keep trying it. Cause what happened, I think is people aren't able to change their minds. And so then they, and they're just too conservative. Like there's all these incompetent reasons why I think things maybe persist as opposed to like money does measure impact to some extent. Right. So like, I don't like the money motive. I think it's just a general capitalistic system of control that we find ourselves in. And then that creates like uh, yeah, inhumane guidance through a crisis. I agree with you. Money can be a problem. I think the regulations around like healthcare is maybe more of a problem and the way that contracts are handed out yeah, like, okay, so the, the contracting process, right, for the vac like, who develops the vaccine, like, that kind of stuff sucks. But, again, I think, like, why not tie it first to, and maybe you do this. I think you, you probably do this mentally, right? Like, but then you just like to highlight this underappreciated area. What is it I do mentally? Just practically, it seems very not obvious but like it feels more truthful to me to like think about things and talk about them in terms of like people made vex like companies made vaccines because they thought it would be profitable and they think it's profitable because they would work and it wasn't like why is that not the thought like emergency happens try to like research ways to like work with it like there was valid science done like mrna whether or not it's like effective or good like people analyze the molecule of like this virus right like that is the underlying thing like they're not trying to inject nanobots to like control the world like that's a very different starting point. <laughs> yeah, hard to say, man. Hard to say. <laughs> why? Why is that your reaction? Why? Are you, why don't you just agree with me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You said a lot of different things. I probably agree with a lot of them. I think you agree with almost all of them, and I agree with you <laughs> that there are fucked up things and people and maybe they're making some plans but like it's just so minor oh man i don't know i don't know <laughs> can i can i ask you about your your grandpa my grandpa yeah what about him um is he dead uh well my dad's dad is dead my mom's biological dad is dead but my mom's the man i know is my grandpa of my mom is alive the publishing empire yeah he's still he's still around yeah oh is he a billionaire i don't know he's wintering in arizona but like i looked at uh, wikipedia for the first time recently about <coughs> publishing empire 
mm-hmm. and did not realize the size of this exit here. Yeah, he did it big in the rural U.S. Yeah, but that's kind of wild. Like, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, there are people at MIT, I think, who were families with like the Koch brothers and stuff. Um, like they have a lot of descendants, I think, that all go to MIT. But um, yeah, I don't know too many family members of like mega wealthy people. And I think it's, I mean, it's obviously not Bill Gates, but it's. <laughs> yeah, very much not. He did well. I think it's cool that he created everything he created with like good intentions, filling real value. So why is that? Why, so that's, I think that's the default for all these people, right? For all what people? Most of the billionaires. No. No. What do you mean no? I mean, Bill Gates, for example, stole or got the Windows software from someone else. He didn't create. But the intention was to create a valuable company, an impactful company, create products that people use. The intention was also to create patents number 60606. What's that? I forgot, but it's it's something sketchy. Is he? Patent six six six. What are you talking about? It's a real thing. Yeah, Microsoft has a patent. What is patent oh six oh six oh six microchip and famous Bill Gates patent number? I tried to type zero and I typed sixty nine sixty nine. Well done. So it's a patent about inserting microchips into humans. Okay. And its number is oh six oh six oh six. Where's the? This is with Bill Gates. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah. Fullfact.org? Full fact. No three quarters facts here. Look at this. You, you see this? No, are you trying to screen share? I was just looking at it. I just Googled. It's just like a Xbox Connect like application. It's like it we forts physical activity with cryptocurrency. Yeah, we fit plus like Fortnite. Sensors to do that. We fit plus Fortnite, okay? <laughs> Microsoft owns like Call of Duty. Like they own video like it's like Disney. This is such a why why do we leap to uh because it's oh six oh six oh six, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know, but it sounds like everyone's just making their own metaverse, which is pretty evil in itself. <laughs> I love this statement. Oh, it's it's. Man, we just we should just ponder that statement.
encourage the listener to pause and really absorb the metaverse. Absorb what? People are creating the metaverse and it's evil in itself. I think the electric current that powers the metaverse and all the computers is demonic. I think that true energy methods have been suppressed. Bro, every time you call me metaverse boy. When do I ever call you metaverse boy? Yeah, all the time when you when you think and call me. That's I know that's what your mental model says, and it really hurts to hear that it's a mm. demon spawn. <laughs> no, man. But now I know that you think you know that that's what my mental model says. I think that uh, you make these comments sometimes. I guess they're not directed at me, but at society. But like, I feel I've been commented about uh, being in the metaverse or something. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you're you're more active in WhatsApp than the average bear. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I guess I just prioritize you. When I get a message from Ryman or when I have a thought about Ryman, you know. Like this is not the case for most most people get ignored on WhatsApp for me. Okay, well now I feel really special. Yeah, dude. It's all about the algorithm in my head about what's a priority. Yeah, why am I such a priority? What have I ever done for you, really? Other than supported your failed dreams. Come on, man. We went through a crowd of angry Lohano bus drivers together in your truck. You ran over people for me. That's like a hero. You're my hero. <laughs> oh, God. You fought a war with me. <laughs> that would be the truck in which to fight a war. <laughs> it was pretty effective. Like... No one was run over them. We're not going we to back down. information on this podcast more than we already have, which is a tremendous amount. For reference, uh, see previous episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we got that in there. That day was like a little regrettable, but having it out there in cyberspace makes it a little worth it. I mean, there's so many instances like this of just random. I mean, it's super cool that... Uh, we met through Juan Yin. and you're just a friend. There's no need for value or exchange of services. Yeah, that's the beauty of friendship. <laughs> that was your question, though. You said, like, what have I ever given you? Oh, yeah, yeah. What have I done? Like, why do I warrant such prioritization? So you don't. You don't. I mean, you don't need to. You don't need to warrant or do anything. You just. You just are. I feel so unconditionally loved and accepted. I hope so. That's the goal. Some Juan Yin, or shit. Um, so My co-founder resigned. Did I tell you that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. That sucks. That's a big, big hit. We, we didn't have the unconditional bedrock of love. We were not able to communicate. It was a surprise action taken unilaterally before communication occurred. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Have you recovered? Oh, it's fine. I just it demonstrates the misalignment that brought it about in the first place. Like we were concerned about performance. And it was hard to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And this shows 
it was just hard to talk in general. We didn't have the mutual understanding. But I hope that all friends of mine understand that there's a separation between like and Juan Yin. Speaking of which, which I was in the middle of a name change. We could call her Quan Yin. Sure. What does that mean? Quan Yin is uh, like the most important female figure in Buddhism. Well, that's a stretch. <laughs> well, we like to we like to roll with the fun. Quan Yin. Or Quan or whatever. I don't know. Just make it. What a- it I, I've never heard of this. So who does she uh is she like a buddha's wife or something no she's a deity she's she holds the ten thousand sorrows of the world she's the goddess of compassion kwan yen okay i'll look it up you gotta respect guan guan maybe guan yen oh goddess of mercy I think she's who we need to pray to the most on this podcast. She's the goddess of mercy. <laughs> Please have mercy on us. I mean, Leo and I were talking about how the supercut of this podcast would be if you wanted to just, you know, create the worst depiction possible of a person. It would be pretty bad. Pretty darn bad. Doesn't matter. None of us are that important. No, but I mean, if this is out there, someone could make that someday, you know? So maybe that's reason to just delete everything. Why would you do that? I don't know. We've said a lot of things, and we need to pray to Kuan Yin, but most of the things aren't serious, including the things I've been saying recently. I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. Right, but on principle... I feel like if you have to delete it, then you're conceding that the world is so... Like, that's when you lose free speech, right? Like, free speech is being able to disagree, like hear disagreeable opinions. Yeah. So that's what this podcast is about, you're saying. Free speech. Well, I'm saying the idea of getting canceled or like other people using your past content against you. Right. I think we're moving beyond that, which is awesome for like the internet age. Yeah, that like is good. And I guess so that, that it wouldn't even be worth trying to find the good stuff anyway. Well, and just, I mean, Andrew Tate's still out there like talking about stuff. Alex Jones is still out there talking about stuff. They're not necessarily good examples, but. The All In podcast also is like these billionaires on like boards of companies just like swearing and having a good time. And it's like they're speaking very politically and saying that the pronouns are stupid and vegans should go eat beef. That's like a big question. I don't know. To what extent and what are the offenses and crimes that are worth kind of separating artists from their work? But. I mean, I can't, I don't think you can really be absolutist about free speech. Everyone has a line. But we should all agree that the line is beyond the CP podcast outtakes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Thanks. Every reasonable person should, should have that standard. 
That's why we need Warden's presence here on the podcast. Don't delete it, man. Don't delete. It. I need. I. Uh, I'll dox you. <laughs> if, you if, I, if I do what? If I delete this? Yeah. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think I of creative know. projects as like babies, and this is like a you know terribly deranged baby that I have to just love for who it is. It's a teenager. It's growing. I should let my dog in because it's raining. Do you need to nap? Yes, it's been a while. I'm uh, I'm wearing out. All right. I'll let my dog in first, I guess, or we say goodbye first. Up Is to he going to bark? I want to see him. Yeah, go do your Sure. Has he ever been aggressive towards you? No, never toward a human. Jack, come here. Oh, God. Jack. Chill vibes. Oh, my God. What Jack. Is sit. 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 Boy, tranquilo. Tranquilo. What is going on? Is he, uh, he really loves you. Jesus. I'm his lifeline. <sighs> yeah, that was intense. Does that always happen when he comes to... Often. If it's raining, he gets pretty amped up. Is he scared of the weather or just happy to see you or did he miss you when he was out there like do you know like what is he what is his it's like both he doesn't like being out in the rain so then he gets more urgent wanting to come in but also he's like after an hour or two he will be very intense and greeting me yeah he needs friends he really needs friends but he needs to first learn to not kill potential friends how old is he? Five. That might be too late, dude. It's already baked in. He's got a lot baked in, but he has been chill with dogs like plenty of times, so he's capable of it. If I just find the right one, like a sister or a wife, then it would be great. Oh, he's not uh, fixed, right? No. I would love to have, like, if I found a husky... Female dog, husky German Shepherd mix, puppies. That would be cool. Oh no, not the proliferation of dogs in Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they had like one baby and you could like care for all of them. That's so many. I learned that he actually is was born in the U.S. Some gringos brought him down, and then somehow he ended up at the firehouse with bomberos for four months. And then he was with this guy in a very, in a way too small area. Damn. Yeah, it's tough, but I mean, there are rougher lives.
There are a lot of shitty lives out there. We're pretty blessed. Does he run around by himself, like all over your land? Yeah. He needs does mucho he, espacio. Does he go past like the border? Like, do you know where he goes? He generally just stays around. Sometimes he goes down, but you know the dogs of Chappie, I think, have learned to steer clear. <laughs> wow, what an intrepid explorer! <laughs> intrepid. What is intrepid? Bold, brave, courageous. Ah, uh, okay. Sounds like a positive word. Yeah, I would be scared for him if there's local dogs and they're in a pack. But he's he's bold and brave and knows he's the boss. Yeah, I think he probably doesn't fuck with like groups. I mean, he's he's been friendly with other dogs. I think probably just has had a few run-ins. But I've done everything I can to minimize that. Other than building an electric fence, I guess I could do that. How's your security? I don't know. I've been robbed four or five times. Right. But uh, did you like do cameras or anything since then or alarms? or? Yeah, I put up a few cameras. I don't know if they work really. But I mean, there was a, the biggest break-in was after the cameras on the other side of the house and the cameras just picked up like the audio. Jack like barked at them courageously, but they, I think it was a group and they like, had probably some kind of weapon. Were you, you weren't here? No, no, I was on meditation retreat. Which one was this? Stole the laptop or? Uh, yeah, laptop and all of her jewelry and hard drive. Luckily I had a copy of the hard drive. Nothing, I didn't lose personally anything too big. But they missed the giant MacBook and this is not the motorcycle. Yeah, they didn't take the MacBook. That's kind of wild. Or the iMac or whatever. Yeah, it might have just been too big to carry out. It was a small window they went through. I don't know. Yeah, it's just cheap TV. They didn't know what it was. <laughs> Who knows? It was weird gringos in their spaceship desk decorations. <laughs> Fucking hippie lava lamps. Oh. We'll see, man. Maybe I'll just go to the jungle. It was good knowing you. Yeah, what are your New Year, pl New Year plans? We can hop off soon. No plans. All right, well, if you want to uh, transition into the new year or something, let me know. It's good to see you. Thank you. If I want to transition into the new year? With a call or something. Oh, oh. Hang out, hang out more. Oh, I'm going to ask this girl out, but it's about my only social contact. Great. Enjoy so living your best life. I feel your, your closeness. So close. I see your moles. She told me moles are hot. This girl? I think so. I don't remember. We were kind of drunk. Damn, man. Don't, don't lose yourself out there. 
I'm attaching. Yeah, there's no, there's been no dates for too long <laughs> since November. Yeah, it's been a month. Damn, short window. I can't relate though. <laughs> Everything will be fine in the end. Goodbye, Raymond. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Oh, sorry, I said your name. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get out of here? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Sleep is the number one do. Yeah, definitely. For sure, yeah. I'm drinking... I bought this sleep device. Have you heard of this Whoop thing? No. It's called Whoop. It's like a wearable. Uh, I don't know. It has an app. Uh-huh. I think it's a bracelet. I don't really know. But I'm gonna, I spent like $500 on it this morning. Oh, I'll see shit. what it is. It's supposed to track your sleep, I guess? Yes, it is what Brian Johnson uses. Oh, God. You and your heroes. First, we had Seth Godin. Now, Brian Johnson is the new guy. That's rare. That's like once every, you know, five years. Once every five years, there's someone noteworthy enough in the world to become a hero. I need to know more about this Brian Johnson guy. I don't really, but I, I would need to know more to know if I approve of him as a hero. It's interesting what you were saying or trying to say with like, he's saying we've accepted death in society and instead we should start with the premise, don't die. And then we feel the, the urgency to do something with our lives. Yeah, it's really inspiring. Like I tried doing therapy in 2021 and for the last three years not necessarily being depressed or anxious or anything crazy just kind of normal life and i feel pretty happy overall but i thought maybe there's something i'm missing like maybe my addictively playing chess is like a problem or like maybe i could live you know better and i haven't really change anything with my therapist that I spend 225 an hour on but uh, but I think Brian Johnson has shown me a way forward there's a reason to get up in the morning which is your health that's what he says which well for, for I, I never believed in anyone that does health okay so do, do you want me to t- do, do, can I tell you should I tell you uh... we can talk about other things here, I never really figured out a good ashtray, um, so I can do that and listen at the okay, same sure. time, and then I'll hear your thoughts again when I edit, so I'll get my full dose of Brian fucking Johnson. I can turn it off. We don't have to do go down this rabbit hole. No, I think this is a really good rabbit hole for you holding the conversation while I find an ashtray, if that's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll try to keep it brief. Basically, Brian Johnson, he is a centimillionaire. He sold Braintree, which had acquired Venmo. So Braintree Venmo was his, and he sold it to PayPal for like 800 million, of which he obtained a a few hundred, like $300 million of net worth. So he's kind of actually an inverse Elon Musk, where like the finance money, came in and then he's like, okay, what do I do with this massive wealth? Um, Elon went and built cars and spaceships 
Brian Johnson went and said, let me enhance the human potential experience. So he started this company called Kernel, which is a brain interface like Neuralink, like Elon Musk's Neuralink, but a year before Elon went and did this, Brian was already doing it. And um, I don't know what the status of that project is. That's like a long-term bet. Um, but he, his day-to-day went, um, he, he started doing more personal like wellness and human potential work. And he concluded that like doing a literature review of health, um, all the research pertaining to human health and lifespans and longevity. And he said, nobody is doing this properly. And so he has spent $2 million a year focusing on his own health, getting a team of like 30 plus doctors, probably your breed James Nestor guy with the nose shit, yeah. sleep guy, Matthew Walker, like all of these like people who like everything, like alternative folklore, science-backed, experimental. And he set a baseline. He said, I'm going to use myself as a skinny pig and measure every single organ in my body. What is the health of each organ? And there's like biomarkers, I guess, that correlate to to health of each organ. Um, So to the extent possible by like today's science, he has set a baseline for himself and then said, how can I improve the health um, of each body part? And what is my biological age of like my eardrum and like my brain and my heart and my liver? Yeah. And then can we make those go or like age slower and or restore health? Because some people like now he has one of his assistants is on the program. It's called Blueprint. And she apparently had never exercised in her life. So her like heart health was at like age 70 or something. And her strength was what, but it quickly normalized because she's 27. So as soon as she started exercising, she's good now. But Mm. um, some of his stuff was fucked up. Anyways, he has this interesting philosophy though, where it's not just like people hate on him because they're they're like, oh, this guy looks like a vampire. He's, He's kind of like bleaching his skin and like doing all this weird shit because he just like, you know, wants to, get a girlfriend or something but that's not true he wants to help humanity because he says that our body is a parallel to society where all of your organs are like clamoring for things they want right right and we don't really align with them our brain is the runaway intelligence that rules the body and it does stupid things like addictions and staying up all night working when your body wants sleep. And so, so you have like a dictator in your head and he basically said, um, that same condition will applies to society where like individual humans, you know, want stuff, but governments and soon if like AI actually becomes our overlord or something like there's, there's the potential for society to have the same dynamic that our body has, which is some intelligent, overlord is like controlling us and so how so he says like how will we ever figure out the larger picture if we can't even fucking figure out our own (laughs) internal system um so he's like focusing inward and it's really interesting how it like affects and 
and it affects everything. So, so then he runs into, like, he has this diet, right, that's kind of crazy. It's, like, mashed cauliflower and, like, random shit. And he, he's not allowed to eat out, basically. Um, so it violates all these social norms. Like, if he goes out to eat with people and doesn't order anything, and these people are, like, you know, getting trashed with, like, wine or whatever and tater tots, and <laughs> he's, like, that's violence against your body. Like, these people are committing... <laughs> dictatorial acts in their little society and uh it's interesting like there's all these assumptions in everyday life and and his background by the way he's he was raised mormon and he only broke away from like the mormon church at age 30 like with starting these projects with selling braintree and he got a divorce he had kids really early because of this christian shit yeah and so he's like very um it's not just like some techno rando he's like a reformed Christian who like truly despises the fact that he came from a cult and like wants independent thought to occur. And he's like, even if you're not Mormon, you still have all these social norms that are making you what you, you, I mean, you you get all this like sheep. Uh, Yeah. I get that. There are a lot of social norms. I'm not the guy who calls people sheep. You're the guy who calls me the guy who calls people sheep. But yes, I get that. He sounds very interesting. He sounds like he has a lot of depth. He's walked a very, um, a varied journey, like with many different chapters. And I would have to. Let me say one more, one more thing. One more thing. Okay. His sleep, perfect sleep for the last six months, hundred percent sleep, based on this like wearable. Uh-huh. which apparently has never been recorded and it's like he he likens it to breaking the four minute mile or like humans summiting everest for the first time like it's unknown wow. territory wow sounds a little grandiose but i buy it i buy that perfect sleep for six months would be pretty revolutionary probably would be for me um, <laughs> yeah i think what he's doing is cool like I, I resonate with the body being a microcosm of the society and you've got to go inward and handle your own shit before you can be good for the society. I don't know if I would align with all of his approaches, like looking at every organ granularly and approaching health in like such a scientific way. Oh, and, it's so expensive too. Well, yeah. Like he, has machi- he has so many machines in his house. Yeah. But cool, I'm glad that there's someone doing that in this reality. So good for Brian Johnson. Yeah, it's open source, Blueprint. Um, he had, all of his data is published. Like no one else, like Tim Ferriss, all these people are like, oh yeah, I, you know, I'm human optimizer. But like the, nobody publishes their, like all of their data. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I would be curious to understand a little more about what you were saying about the philosophy of life and death because I feel like... <clears throat> Like, I would definitely choose die young and live how I wanted to live and do some cool shit. Um, and, but I also feel like that focus on health first is very wise. And I also think that culture in the U.S. has embraced death, but I don't think I think that in the way he thinks it. Like No. Yeah. Me neither. It's hard. Because people are very in denial of death in developed cultures. Like, they don't look at dead bodies. They don't really... It's, it's like, sort of relegated to the sidelines of the zeitgeist. And I think people sort of want to pretend it's not real. 
So like I'm a big fan of embracing death as far as coping with its um, inevitability. And, and in that sense, like I wouldn't be super attached to like, I have to live the longest life. I have to be the healthiest, but I would be attached to being the healthiest to live the best day, if that makes sense. You know, like I, I, I resonate with what these, this guy is doing in so far as it helps him live great days, but I wouldn't like dedicate my life to preserving my life. That's a little silly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the exact point that like podcast interview that uh, I don't know if I sent it to you, but the, the thing I think illustrates his point the best is this podcaster who's like a normal chill dude who's saying exactly what you're saying. Like, Brian, like, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, how am I ever going to do this like, in my normal person life? Um, but it makes he, he articulates the point better than I can. I don't fully his point basically is. My understanding is what you're saying is totally right. I think there's like two forms of one, you're like people, yeah, relegate death in a sign line. And then there's two, like a more enlightened view, which I think I hold and I think you hold, which is like some amount of acceptance of death, but that doesn't, you're not necessarily like avoiding it, but you're also like, yeah, you want to just live, but, but he says that's kind of wrong. Cause you, you, even if you think the, the common way to think about the trade-off is okay, dude is healthy. Maybe he lives five, even let's be generous, 10 extra years, but it's like those years are in your nineties or whatever, and they're not going to be great. And so who cares? Like you want to maximize the time you have, Yeah. but he's like, maybe, but, but saying it's a 10 extra years is kind of silly. Like actually it could be a thousand. Like how about, you know, 70 years of great life, like 20 years and then you die or like, 1070 years of life <laughs> he thinks it's, he can I mean, it's hard to, to even conceive of that so that's why we don't yeah i don't know i would bet against this guy living to a thousand i also think like if people are gonna radically change the lifespan and start like a new era of vitality i just don't think science is going to get us there i think it's going to be a more like metaphysical energetic shift but I think it's cool that I don't really know. Mind. I don't have a strong opinion that it will, but his point also is like the future is always kind of here. We just don't see it, right? Like yeah. people in the 1800s when the steam engine was coming around had no idea that like, oh, there's going to be the steam engine and like trains everywhere and planes everywhere within 50 years. Mm -hmm. Like if you lived in 1875 and everyone's riding a fucking horse and you're like pooping in the ground and just living primitively, like who would like, how, how crazy is it that 50 years later you can hop on a plane and get in a car and like see your grandkids in China in like, a week instead of you know two year like voyage across the cape of south america south africa yeah yeah crazy progress but what's the analog to 
to Brian, to your guru? Like within 50 years, it's possible, you know, stem cell therapies, like gene uh, therapy, like CRISPR. Uh, uh-huh. You could start replacing body parts. You could actually, I don't even know if it's biological, but like the, the world, like we, it seems that technology has not really progressed much in the last, since like 1970 or whatever, but actually it kind of has, particularly in the last couple decades with biology becoming digital. And like, you don't see it, but it's here. Like all of the science and tools, building blocks are here, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have said technology hasn't grown a lot since the 70s. Um, but I guess you could have that since the last decade. But I agree. Yeah, it has. And AI is a big example. And the digitalization of biology. Thing is, I don't think that's good or progress. I think like progress has aligned with technology for some time and it won't continue to do so. But I don't know, man. What do you want to talk about? We don't. We don't have. What does that mean? What does what mean? Progress has not aligned with technology. It has aligned, but a time is coming when it won't. Like the progress of the human evolution is what I'm talking about. Like I think humanity. Yes, yeah. Go ahead. I think humanity's splitting on two tracks. Basically, there's one track that is sucked into modern infrastructure, smart cities, etc in which everyone will have a digital copy of themselves in the internet of things and be lulled into metaverses and have less and less autonomy of their lives and become kind of not really human actually become more technological and then i think another branch of humanity will return to nature and bring some technology with them but start uh, a regeneration and it won't be based on like more and more and more technological progress That's my dystopian view. And I hope we see, I see it. Yeah. I hope you disagree because Leo would disagree. No, you're, 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 I'm trying to understand what your point. So you're saying the mainstream society becomes a dystopia and yeah. then some group succeeds. Um, some group succeeds. I, I think the That's mainstream secession. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the mainstream is a dystopia, basically, and it just goes deeper and deeper that direction. And then a number of groups and communities form new ways of living. And uh, where I am is one example of that, but I think it'll be everywhere. Yeah. I think the interesting thing about about this Brian guy's kind of movement is it, it blends elements of both, like personal sovereignty and like, you know, being in control of your health. And it appeals basically to these, like the exact person who would get dystopian sucked in. Like, yeah, I want my iPhone. Like, yeah, I want my like sleep tracker. Like, yeah, I want my, you know, uh-huh. chai latte. Yeah. yeah. Like the, this guy's exact, like really his good. first product is an olive oil. Like he's selling olive oil. Okay. <laughs> as, as the revolution to becoming the next phase of humanity. Um, but I think it's tied in with, to what extent do you plug into the superstructure? Uh-huh. How is that designed? I mean, he has a vision that I think is very humane, 
he looked and, uh, like a vampire, kind of. I gotta just listen to him talk for a few minutes to understand his consciousness, but then I want to stop talking about this guy. Okay. Reverse aging mogul discusses regimen. Right now is the very first time in human history where you can say with a straight face, you may not die. You believe that? Oh, there's, there's no question. It's hard to believe tech millionaire Brian Johnson is 46 years old, but no matter his chronological age, He's striving for the biological It's actually not that hard to believe it. He looks 46. His team of 30 doctors utilize all the latest tech. The plan is rigorous. It's actually really hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it burns really fast. At $2 million a year, a life like this is out of reach for almost everyone. What a guy. We can move on. Yeah, okay. We'll see. I haven't, I haven't dove in fully. I'm going to keep uh, diving in and I'll give you the summary. All right. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out for him and to hear anything else you want to share as you continue diving. I think uh, not a good guru is my first impression, but... He's not a guru. He's not a guru. No, I know. He's just a nerd. But he's your guru. Um, he's he's flirting. He's he's a potential guru for you. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a contender. Like very strong. Yeah, but my, my friend Jeff. Remember, remember the guy who made me test my testosterone? Oh, okay. I, I remember that story. Medical tourism testosterone guy who was just like roaming around South America. Yeah, has moved back to San Francisco with the thought of testosterone. <laughs> And, and he has ended up going a little more holistic on like men's health or human health. And now he is doing blueprint meals as a service. So taking Brian Johnson's recipe and wow. selling like meal kits. Wow. It, it's interesting. I think uh, you heard it here first. He, in, within a couple of years, this guy is going to be more mainstream than we can fathom. Brian Johnson? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's a good thing. But yeah. It's he, a better version of Solent. He might be super mainstream. The guy honestly strikes me as like a strong antichrist contender. I think like Elon Musk is up there. But like anyone who is making a name for themselves by like seemingly empowering people, but really just playing into all the technologies of the Matrix and, and like bringing people into wellness consumerism, I think it's very tricky. That is a great term, antichrist contender. I will agree with you. That is my detection. I'm trying to detect antichrists. Yeah, I think he's one, Elon's one. I think Trump even is one. Any Anyone who's on the surface is doing some good, but is clearly involved with a lot of dark stuff. But I think probably the why antichrist... Oh, just because like on the surface, he's representing the anti-establishment and saying he wants to take out the deep state and liberate everybody, but it doesn't, I don't really buy it. I think it's all a puppet show with politics. Um, he seems I, like an incompetent antichrist figure, like the antichrist in a comedy. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's very competent in certain areas, like in handling a conversation, in handling the press, in... Uh, 
messaging and overwhelming the media, he's masterful, not just competent. But I think this, this conversation has been boring for a while because it's about people. I think the Antichrist is probably not formed as a person. It's pro it could be like AI generally. I think that could be the Antichrist. I'm sorry, I love people. What do you want to talk about? No, people are good. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot left on my list. I'm glad I sent this message to this girl because I was finding myself starting to think about like, okay, I can build myself back up and then send a message on in like two weeks or something. And I don't want that in my head. I just want a fresh start here. Oh yeah, man. Uh, I support the fresh start. Fresh start. It's day one of 2024, so I didn't really do a New Year's resolution, but the next best thing. It's 2222, 1022, January 1st. Um, do you have a philosophy on, uh, on facial hair? Should I grow a beard? Yeah. I like facial hair. I think like if if it's uh, not too full, it could be awkward to grow it out. Would you be growing stuff like here? I cannot grow hair in certain areas. Yeah. Well, or you could just shave just those areas and do like a goatee. That would be good. That's probably what it would end up being. I still don't grow it in some little patches, so I would like to grow it out more, but it's not a good look. Yeah, same. Mine's probably way worse than yours. There's a spiritualism theory that is very interesting to me right now that, so like a lot of yogis will shave their hair continuously, but then at some point they'll let it grow out. And I think the theory is like cutting your hair allows the energy to keep changing faster because when you keep hair on you, it's like holding your past, holding energies or whatever, and like keeping you attached to them. But then like Sadhguru or others, like I guess reach a point where they grow it out. So uh, my shaman in the jungle said something similar to a guy who had long hair, like you need to cut it. And I have like a working theory that the longer you grow your hair out, both facial hair and hair hair, the more power you have, the more energy you have. But if you want to keep changing and growing, you have to keep cutting it. Interesting. So once you're happy with your state of energy, you let it go, grow. Yeah, I guess. So I'm trying to keep keep awakening for like, I don't know, a few years and then I'll grow it all out. Would you ever shave a uh, shaved head? I, I almost did that. Not totally, but yeah. Like heavy short buzz I haven't done that since I was a child are you feeling called to go military style not right now not my not while I'm still trying to date <laughs> yeah I think like what nothing You know uh, Mazella, Bill Kabamba? Mazella? 
Yeah, uh, and Phil, this couple's uh, no black lady. She runs the food bank, the food bank in Bilkabonga. There's a oh, okay food bank and the haircut salon downtown. Okay. I think their story of how they met was she had shaved her hair for something. Maybe he had shaved his head. So one of them had shaved their head and like thought that the other person had cancer, but they didn't. They were just. It was a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> they had they had gone on like three dates and then they're like, "So do you have cancer?" <laughs> but they they didn't. They were just shaving their heads. Yeah. Great. What a what a cute story. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to not have cancer. <laughs> the reason the guy is so pale is because he wears a lot of sunscreen. I'm sorry, I brought it back. Um, Man, you're fucking obsessed. Fuck this guy. He wears a lot of sunscreen? This guy sounds like a clown. I'm just going to go harder and harder anti-Brian Johnson the more you bring him up. I love it. Why is, why is Leo? What happened with Leo? What's the story? I don't know, man. He He's a busy guy. His girlfriend just moved in. He doesn't have time to Alex Jones anymore, in his words. And I tried to contact him for tonight, but he didn't respond. Oh, no. It's a hard pivot. No, but seriously, if Brian Johnson uses sunscreen, I'm 100% this guy's a clown. But I don't want to talk about him anymore. Let's talk about something else. I know, I'm trying to avoid responding. Leo. Leo is in Chicago in the middle of the winter, so he gets a pass. Can we send him off? Should we sell, tell him a message if he ever hears this? He's never going to listen to this. I miss you. I miss you, Leo. I hope you know. I can never replace you. I will always try my best to live up to your great name. <laughs> You will live up to it. You, you, he inspired you. You have like the same views. The name Warden means Warden of the Gates of the Spirit of Leo. Wow. I love it. Now this podcast has a real lore. I was born to safeguard this precious soul that is slowly pushed out of Alex Jones town. <laughs> precious soul. He'll be fine. He's got his wifey. Anyway, I can't think of anything else on my agenda other than the last roll of tobacco. Is there anything else we should talk about? Oh man, dude, uh, so many things. How's your paved road? Oh, it's good. Um, it's really nice to go down the road with my windows down and not get like, you know, a pancake of dust all over me. Pancake. Uh, has the gas station changed the character of this lovely little town? For sure. This is not a lovely really? little town. I mean, not just the gas station, but all the developments. Yeah, it's uh, it's becoming a city very fast. 
Since you've gotten there, you feel like it's actually changed. Yes, hugely. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, much more development. The road, the gas station, the new like high-rise looking apartment things going up. A lot more people coming. Ooh. It's getting overpopulated. Um, faces are always changing, so the place has always changed, but it's it's growing fast. Mm. Yeah, I'm not married to it. I don't know. I I see myself getting more rural with time, but it's good for now. You should just come see if you want. I was there in November, so I can't believe uh, it didn't seem that different to me. But I didn't live there. And I... I... I wonder... It was probably like way different, you know, 10, 15 years ago when people we know first got there. Yeah. Yeah, I think. But has the last five years actually. I mean, it's always been on this trend. I don't know. I think the five last five years have been the more dramatic years, but it's been changing for a while. Right. It's a pretty cool experiment to be a part of. Like, this is a very unconventional path through life, and you meet interesting people. Yeah. I guess how could it be dynamic and not change? You know? Well, yeah, everything is like, always changing. I'm just. But any place that's dynamic will naturally attract more people. Ah. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So the places with more dynamicism are inviting faster change because people come. Like if you create the new earth and it's awesome, which it will be, you're going to have to really be careful if you want to fight to keep it rural. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, there is a lot of space. Maybe those aren't even possible to put together. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of space, so there can be a lot that's rural and it'll grow and grow. And But there might be new solutions, like a new way to envision a city that's more conscious. And I'm here for it. It could also be a chaotic mess. It could be a bit of both. Maybe there's a subway between each house, so you can like teleport kind of into like different rural. Yeah, some kind of space age like getting around system it's totally hidden right it's like you could walk on the on the surface level or you could teleport underground yeah i love it you should come help design it i can't do transportation <laughs> have you seen the prospera thing oh no you could tell me about that if you want or I could look at it. It's really later. It's it's pretty legit. I think um, they've got something like a hundred million dollars and a nice little piece of land on a little island in 
Honduras, I think it is. Honduras has some international designated treaty thing. Maybe with France? It's very strange. But for some like legal loophole, they have designated space for charter cities, essentially. Wow. Uh, and this company, read, led by a Venezuelan dude who wants to like, I think he was an entrepreneur or something, and now he wants to give back to his community, and he's living in Honduras. And, um, he has managed to create, created a company and raised funding with this company so that this company will manage this land by turning it into its own country, its own laws within this like Honduran sphere. They can, it's like a tribal land, like tribal land has separate laws. Oh, wow. Or like indigenous land. It's, right. it's like it's, its own legal space. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the incentive is they because it's not the Honduran government which is like proven to be incompetent this government presumably is more competent and so business can flourish in this space and then they pay like 1% of the GDP or whatever goes to Honduras mm-hmm but their model is basically to kind of attract it's like Estonia, like internet businesses and tech people and um, but have like really good governance and cleanliness standards because like all these cities in the US that are kind of failing at governance they, they have theories on like why societies fail and they have interesting mechanisms designed to like, for example, one thing is the tax, like the government can have, it has a max tax of 10%. There's like a max debt to GDP ratio. There's all these like financial things, but then there's also social things where it's a pretty libertarian, but it's not anarchy. It's like, it's pro family. It's kind of what I'd imagine you would want to have in your space. Yeah, it sounds very bold. I am excited to learn more now. And they can grow. They can annex other territories within Honduras. So you can have like territory A is on this island. Territory B can be just like randomly on the mainland. And they want to build a... This part is kind of, I don't know, but they could have some flying cars that take off and land in different parts of this country. It sounds dope. Yeah. It sounds very cool. And, and they're integrating the locals. Like locals are being in, it's not just like random rich people. There's a fixed proportion and like actually a large proportion of locals that they want to kind of get citizenship in this new place and get new work opportunities that yeah. they don't get in their home country. Nice. Yeah, that's really important. That's good. Hopefully they're giving them a future and not just work now. Yeah, I think uh, 
it's cool. And, and the buildings, they, like their designs for shit, look really like beautiful. They're well financed, so I think everything's gonna. If nothing else, like at the very worst, it becomes an elite paradise. Yeah, at the very worst, it becomes the next uh, Jeffrey Epstein Island. Yes. Which is pretty bad. I mean, I've never been there, but sounds like it was nice enough to attract people to go there. Oof. If you weren't traveling, I mean, if you're going there of your own will. Right. Yeah. Anyway, what's your over under for when you give up on the matrix and you you realize it's all it's all fucked? Whoever said that I was uh, supporting the matrix? You. You're living in Seattle. What is that? Yeah. You're living in a big U.S. city with many nice amenities, basking in the material comforts of the USA. Look at my fireplace. It's a nice fireplace. There's a light switch that turns on the fireplace. Yeah, building a fire is too hard, so you gotta have that. It's great. <laughs> I think you have to define the matrix, though, because yeah, that's true. Basically, I'm living in the United States, where yeah. we have a government. I can't really do anything about that. Um, I do think this government <clears throat> living here feels more secure, like living in Quito or even in. Vilka, like in the last year, I was kind of frightened that someone would kind of come in and like with a baseball bat. Yeah. So I think that's the basic, that's like the first order concern. Mm. Is. Yeah, Brian Johnson probably wouldn't hang out in small Ecuadorian towns. He actually he had he went to Ecuador when he was nineteen, and that was part of his grand awakening. <laughs> Ecuador was. Yeah, he said uh, he went and witnessed like so much suffering, and he decided then, like he he wasn't ambitious. He was like a normal <laughs> high school student. I went to this country and saw so much ambitious. suffering, and then I decided I'm going to spend two million dollars a year on my health every year so that I can be super healthy. And help all the suffering. No, this was pre. This was pre his like entrepreneurial success. It was formative for him. Uh huh. And that's what inspired the entrepreneurship. Yeah, like he became an entrepreneur because he felt it was the best way to like make money to help people. Cool. Respect. It was a Mormon mission. He was here on Mormonism or something. Oh, epic! Nice. Yeah, it's. Uh... He probably saw even more poverty back then, but it is a lot. But to your question, uh, I'm... Yeah, it's yeah, not a good I, question. There's I would have to everywhere. 
Say again? It's not a good question. I would have to define the matrix. But yeah, trade-offs everywhere. I think the main trade-off is spiritual versus material. I don't know, man. I sat next to this lady named Luna in this uh, pizza bar a couple days ago. And she came to the bar and she was maybe in her 50s, but she looked pretty vibrant and had some dyed hair. Classic, you know. There's a lot of spiritual people here. Uh, her name was Luna. It, she was clearly not named Luna by, from birth. And that's so, why she's spiritual? Well, I was like, is Luna really your name? <laughs> she's like, that was pretty rude of me. I, I said it in a nicer way, but she was kind of like, I actually named myself a couple years ago when I got out of my divorce. Um, and now I'm really happy living my own life. And she's teaching yoga. I'm going to go to her yoga class at a cathedral near nice. here. Nice. She's, there's like 200 people that show up to this yoga class. She's getting shafted by the church. With all the money, it's free. And then people donate. And all the donations go to the church. And she gets like a... <laughs> Anyways, uh, we talked about her yoga instructor life. And she is excited First of all, because her daughter's getting married this year. But then after that, her saved money is going to help her finance a trip to relocate her life to Thailand slash India and be a yogi. Awesome. She's like the queen of eat, pray, love. But there's a lot of that here. Like, I feel um, Seattle, Portland are... What the fuck? What is this conversation? There's a lot of that here, like a lot of spiritual people, like Luna, and we got on that because we were talking about the trade-off of materialism and spiritualism in your life. Is that a... yeah, what? Yeah, I feel we've gone far from what we were talking about, because we were talking about your uh, belief in the Matrix or not, your trade-offs, and then you were like... But there are a lot of. I was saying this is not as hard as one may believe. Re-spiritualism. Okay. There's a lot of because nature. Because there are women who named themselves Luna. What What makes Vilcabamba or Ecuador so spiritual? Is it the nature? Because there's nature here. Like I think it's the poverty. I think to be spiritually connected, you have to forsake the material world. Yeah, I feel like that's just kind of a false dichotomy. Nope. You you if you own any wealth, then you cannot be spiritual. Really? Yeah, man. The ascetics in India knew it. Jesus knew it. You gotta just This has gotta be a, a big problem for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, way too rich to get enlightened sucks. But there's always the option of going to the jungle. I did get a message from uh, the son of my old shaman at Napu Samai, wishing me a happy new year. Mm -hmm. That was nice. That's nice. Yeah. Sometimes there's the temptation to just go back. But yeah, I'm, 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 in, I'm into like doing something in life now. Oh yeah, man. Do you think that guy would ever get offended? Like if you sent him just like a photograph 
What? Which guy? Oh, the guy at the shaman? Why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. I don't know, that'd be kind of funny. Oh. I don't think he would be offended, but I don't want to do that. I think that would be a pretty strange thing to occur, but I wonder if he... I could tell him I'm starting a new dating app for shamans, and he can submit a dick pic, and I'll put him on there. A dating app for X is a great idea. Just niche. If you niche it up, people get more into it. I need a dating app for... What do I need a dating app for? I don't know. There might not be one for me. I might give up. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> Never surrender. I need to go light this on the stove because I don't have a lighter. And then go for we, it. we've talked more than I envisioned. Thank you. I'm happy to wrap up. Oh, yeah. I will be right back. Okay. I thought I was going to like watch observe i thought we were gonna smoke it and then that was the am i go ahead what <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go to the stove to light it and then come back and smoke it okay so i'll be back I'm back. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the most unexpected thing that occurred in 2023 for you? That's a good question. almost impossible um, I would say the curse by Nathan for you was the most unexpected thing in 2023 I still can't get over that show Wow really yeah he's really he's really pushing boundaries you know he's really pushing the envelope and that was an inspiration That's and in 2024 is light and shadows no one will see it coming except me and it'll be great Holy shit, dude. I can't believe uh, a TV show is the most unexpected thing for you. It was not a very unexpected year. I mean, there were crazy trips and plenty of like local things, but no big, no big surprises. When 
did you meet? Uh, what's her name? <laughs> oh, the. I guess I shouldn't say her name. First light of the rising sun. That's what her name means. But that's too. No, long. no, not not Pocahontas. The um, uh, the former. The former who? Wait, 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 wait. How did I meet her? When was it in 2022? Yeah. Yeah, the years fly. Um, I'd like to say thank you to Tobacco for tolerating my misuse of tobacco and for bringing me to the present moment. You're welcome. That's how you imagine Tobacco's voice? So cute. I'm, I'm kind of thinking of that towel. <laughs> Wrong drug. No. Thank you. Thank you to cannabis also. Tally's great, great character. But I, I want to say something other than Tally. What should I say as I take this last drag? Uh, blessings for the for the new year. Blessings. Hello and goodbye. It's January 1st, 2024. Historic day. Indeed. It is a presidential election year. <clears throat> it's also so far away from 2020. I can't believe that we've come this far. Yeah. What a decade. Just getting started. 2024, I think, could be crazier than 2020. I'll make that prediction. 2024 will be crazier than 2020. How so? It will feel that way, certainly, because it's the present versus the past. Yeah, but I think it actually will be, because I think this is the year. This is the year when you see the light, when the masses see the truth, when the new earth begins. I mean, the Antichrist has risen, and I think his word will reach will reach many. Yeah, so we need Christ to get, get it together and come on out here. We need the lightning from the skies. We need the divine miracles. That would definitely be the most unexpected thing in 2024. There are some divine miracles up in here. <laughs> Life is nothing but, my friend. I'm pretty surprised that I'm back in the U.S. I don't think I, I did not start. I started a year ago, 2023. Moving to Quito was like the big shift. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad enough. Now I have to watch you get swallowed by the beast. I thought, I don't know what I thought, but... I guess it's like a natural continuation of the principle of when you, once you move to a city, then you just decide to move to America, I guess. Like city people, it's an interesting way to frame it. 
the beast. The beast has swallows city people. Yeah. Yeah. And the U.S. is the biggest hub for the city people, if you want to really go and do it big all the way. So my Can one find one's person in a country place? <clears throat> my hypothesis was, is kind of like the dating thing is better. Yeah. I mean, I think about that. I think dating would be better. I would yeah. have more fun, but I don't know that I would be more likely to meet the one. If you could guarantee me that, like, within X time, say, like, five years, okay, if you come to, like, not even Vilcabamba, just any rural, spiritual, less matrixy, if you move in the less matrix direction, you will have either equal or improved no just say equal odds as anywhere else in the planet or metaverse to find a lover and partner then i would probably do it yeah yeah that makes sense i think you have a lot more like you'll see a lot more prospects where you are but I don't know. For me, I feel pretty good here, even as sad as it is being amidst all of the horny dudes with no women, because I think the quality here is going to be better. Like when I do meet the special person, like the person that I would say is the best qualified to be my partner of anyone I've met ever, I met here. So I just got to be patient. That would be Pocahontas or Weira? Um, <laughs> definitely not. Weira, Ela, I think she was calling herself at the end for what it's worth. And we got to come up with something other than Pocahontas, but yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never met anyone even close. I like that. Never met anyone, like, on, on her level of attractiveness for me. And that just happened randomly here. So I think I got to just trust the happenstance of a place like here. I feel like a lot of people roll through there. I don't know if you see them all. Yeah, that's Maybe true. Maybe going to Alpha or something? If I were out more, I would see more of the, the passers through. So, yeah, there's hope. Go to air yoga? Or, there's like some set of potentially good activities for your health and wellness that can overlap with social. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just got to hunker down and climb out of this hole for a few days, and then the social will bloom. It'll be great. Tantric yoga. What about it? Isn't there like a weekly? I don't know. I, I didn't immerse in these. There's the ecstatic dance. Yeah, besides, I hate that shit. I yeah. walked. I could not stand. I, is that the opposite of the metaverse, or is that its own? matrix could be anything can be its own matrix but I, I do think that's pretty opposite the metaverse yeah I think I hated that yeah it was bold that you went I think like Vilcabamba in general repels people who aren't gonna vibe here and then if you go there that's like that'll repel you the hardest I think also maybe it was just a bad day 
I could see myself going in a certain mindset. I would need to do some more drugs, I think, first. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what drug would you recommend for me to try? <laughs> if I have a, I have a week to like really drug myself up. What's your goal? Become enlightened or feel the spirits. In that case, ayahuasca or a huge dose of mushrooms. I guess it's going to be mushrooms. No ketamine or like frog venom. I, I haven't tried ketamine. Um, yeah, if you just want to have like an enlightening experience, I would take as many grams of mushrooms as you have the guts to take and lie down and let it happen. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Are you actually, is this a real consideration? It's been two years since my last uh, um, Namir advised yeah. journey. Yeah, you went to the jungle. I'm still sad that the medicine didn't really take fully. I wish you were here. I have like eight grams of mushrooms that I'm too scared to take. People, people told other people have told me like, are you sure that the ayahuasca didn't work? Cause your life changed pretty dramatically afterwards. No, it didn't. It did. I became an entrepreneur. That's when you started Sensei. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well then maybe it worked. That's so when I started Senseg, and then I started working out, decided to move to the city life, did the Tinder grind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not for me to say whether it worked. I think it's an amazing technology and medicine if you avail yourself of it. It was definitely a positive experience overall. Like I just didn't feel spiritually, like I wouldn't use the word. That's just not how I would describe the experience. Mm -hmm. I'm open to it. I do put it on my like, probably not, it's like very low on the excited to do again list, like skydiving in ayahuasca. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, it's your path. Like, for me, it was a huge part of my path. For you, maybe it's not. The first time I, I drank ayahuasca, it. it was like very distinctly spiritual. Like, I was connecting with spirit and I had this strong sense that that's what's missing in the culture, like where I was in a big city in the US. Like, that's the connection that's missing. People have lost their connection with spirit. But that was, yeah, just my experience. I wonder if we associate with different people, though. Like, I feel I kind of ignore the most people, and just the people that I do interact with are pretty cool and grounded, and I would say not matrixed out. Uh huh. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I was selective with my people to a degree, but I think also you can't help but be colored by the culture you're in, even if you ignore the people. Like, the culture and the vibes affect you. Well, I'm happy to be connected with Namir, who is <laughs> spiritual lends me his spirituality yeah no interest no interest in lending no no loans interest <laughs> no free, interest free spirit loans um okay i have to go pee so um i think it's time to read virginia wolf a haunted house and other stories. Oh wow, cool. Quality P material. I hope you enjoy the prose and the P and thank you thank for you. saving the podcast. Good night, my friend. Big hugs. Happy New Year. Thank you for this lovely this lovely uh Thing that occurred here today that will be recorded forever <laughs> on the internet. Feliz Año Nuevo. Happy 2024.